señorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and stay This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's the gorgeous Stacey Rush, anchor of Good Morning Washington on ABC7, and here to announce a brand new show, Let's Talk DC, that she'll be hosting this season as well. And we talk about how she balances it all. She gets up at 2 a.m. to be in the makeup chair by 3, knocks out a morning show, picks up her four-year-old daughter, has time for her husband. I need to know how she does that. Uh, We also have a very serious conversation. We're both in interracial marriages, and we talk about how that was received, conversations we'll have with our kids about being biracial. It's an episode you don't want to miss. I'm also sipping on a sparkling margarita from Tanteo because there's no other choice for Stacy. It's actually using their Tanteo Blanco instead of the jalapeno flavor that I use most weeks. If you're not into spicy margaritas, Tanteo Blanco is perfect for you. And the sparkling margarita has sparkling wine, agave nectar, fresh lemon juice. It's fantastic. And I couldn't think of anyone more sparkly to drink it with. Stacy Rush, I didn't even meet you until you tried to steal a rescue dog from me. <laughs> we were fighting over that dog. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking this dog home. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm taking this dog. Somebody was like, where, where is that dog? Where It was Emily. Where's this dog? We Emily. was on the, And I said, find Stacy and you'll find that dog. It's probably in the parking lot, like on the way to the car. Right, right. I was like hiding in Studio B with like the, the puppy, rocking back and forth. And I'm not even a dog person. And I was bringing that dog home. Like we both fell in love. Like it was an adoption um, segment that you guys were doing on um, your where you used to be. And um, that's how we finally got to meet each other after following you on Instagram. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I do this podcast to figure out how strong women balance it all. And I see your schedule and everything you've accomplished. I know you have a daughter and a husband and you have to be up so early. I needed to talk to you about how you juggle it all and still look the way you do. Okay. So first of all, um, my day starts at 2 a.m., My alarm clock goes off at two. Um, I have to be in makeup at 3.15. Oh. Um, At 3.30, I have a meeting, a call that I have to be on. So I'm in the makeup chair on a call. Uh, ABC 7's Good Morning Washington starts at 5 a.m. So I'm on air from like five till about nine. And uh, starting this fall, after that, I'll be hosting an all-new Let's Talk Live. So yes, there's... yes, so um, exciting! Right, congratulations! So Thank you. I'm so excited about the show. Um, so yeah, so my day starts at two, and I'm usually done with being on air, meetings, all my responsibilities, probably around like eleven. Okay. So I'm home. I eat something, <laughs> I rip off my lashes, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, I kiss my husband, and then I pick up my daughter at three. She goes to school. I grab her, and then I have to stretch it, you know, because I'm exhausted, but I've got to yeah. spend her because she's the light of my life. Yes, of course. And how old is your daughter? Uh, she's four. Oh, so, I have a four-year-old daughter. What's your daughter's name? Amaya. Amaya Arabella. Yeah, we got to get them together. We're so close. And I didn't know she was four. Oh my I gosh, know. play date. I think this would have already happened if not for COVID, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Right? If not oh. for COVID. And is your husband working outside the house or is he there? Like while you're um, gone? At home. So that's right. why I made kiss him in the afternoon because usually he would be on a plane somewhere or he would be at the office. So yeah, he's been working at home since the pandemic. But yeah, so she and I, the family, we hang out till seven and I go to bed with my daughter at seven o'clock. My husband stays up working and then we do it all again the next day. Do you feel like that lifestyle is hard on your marriage? I would assume because you don't really get time with him. Um, It just makes you value the time that you do have. Um, but to answer your question, how am I managing it all? Yeah, yeah. I am not. Okay. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Right? Like some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I handled that today on yes, air. Yes. God. 
And then, you know, at the end of the night, I'm crying because Arabella wanted, you know, two stories and I was only able to read one because I was falling, you know, I was exhausted. Yeah. And then other days where, you know, everything is fantastic at home, but, you know, I'm struggling at work. I'm, you know, with a new network and new colleagues and it's a new studio and new directors and producers. So I don't manage it all. It is a constant struggle. And I think that millions of moms, you know, they understand that. How are we managing it? Literally second by second. <laughs> That's what I love when people say that. And anyone listening that you, it just makes you feel like you're not alone in this. It's a weird time. Like I, our kids aren't even in school. Like we decided since I do this from home and my husband's retired, like we're both here. So we're like, we'll just keep them home. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like, I still have to do this. And then like you were talking about your daughter, like with the stories, we both have a four-year-old. They see me here and they want my attention. Right. And they I don't need to, Yeah. They don't get it. And then I feel like I'm always like one second, one second. And then at the end of the night, I cry because like they're asleep and I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to be present with them. Like I didn't give them enough attention, but then I feel like I'm not giving work enough attention and there's not enough of me to go around. And then it's like the pandemic on top of it. It's right. a lot. It's stressful. It's, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, um, I don't know if you know this about me. I feel like we're like longtime friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I automatically assume you know these things, but maybe you don't. Okay. Um, I used to teach yoga professionally. Mm -hmm. I taught yoga for eight years. Wow. No, I didn't know that. White House Athletic Center, American University, NASA, the CIA. Like, that was my life. Oh, my God. You weren't even in broadcasting at the time? Like, this is a new career? No, I was just teaching yoga. When we moved here from Germany, I was not in television or anything. I was just doing what I loved. And what I loved was teaching yoga and sharing yoga with other people and helping people. And that is what I did full time. I had my own business and that was my life. Can we rewind really quick to Germany? Well, I came <laughs> from Germany. I, I like, didn't what? even know that. Okay. <laughs> German and we okay. were living in Munich at the time. Um, we were living in Munich for a few years. I got married in Munich in the English wow. garden. It's oh, like park of Munich. <laughs> so I got there and um, then something happened uh, with his career and we had to come back to the States okay. and we came to this area. So at the time I was, you know, that was my jam. I was wow. teaching was, you know, no makeup and bare feet every day. And it was amazing. Yeah, like the polar opposite to what you're doing now. <laughs> I, know, I know, as you look at me with seven pounds of foundation on. No, you always <laughs> look perfect. But I didn't realize that I thought maybe you went to school for broadcasting and you're in a top market like DC. Is right, like, and that you didn't even go to school for it. I did not. I studied psychology. Wow. Look I know it's so crazy how my life is, but so I was, I was teaching yoga okay. and, um, someone said to me, they were like, uh, oh my gosh, like you would be so great on like one of those shopping networks. And I was like, you're so crazy, you know, like whatever. And to make a long story short, I ended up at an audition at QVC in Philadelphia. Okay. And going on. I, I, I'm not even kidding right now. You had to sell something on camera. I, I literally sold my yoga mat. That's what you did. I was like, I'm bringing my yoga mat with me. That was your audition to like sell the yoga mat? Yeah. You had to sell something. And I okay. was like, okay, I can talk about this man, Duke mat yeah. today. <laughs> and, um, a fashion designer saw my audition tape and I ended up working with her, um, as an on-air talent working for QVC here, QVC in Germany and the UK as oh a global brand developer. So I was working for a fashion line for QVC by going on audition and selling a yoga mat. That is <laughs> see, exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You could have never seen that happening. And then it's like, now you're an anchor on Good Morning Washington, like a huge, again, a huge market. I used to be in broadcasting for the Redskins, oh, excuse me, the Washington football team. Um, and it was like, the people that were in, I worked for the team, but the people that were coming in from just like the local networks, all of them now are ESPN, Today Show, like that, because they're like, well, DC is like the market that you want to be in doing this. And you don't even go to school for it. And you're an anchor and you have another show coming on. Like, I that's know, amazing. You know what it is? I just, I love life and I love people and I'm just myself. Yeah. Honestly. Like that's always who I have been and always what I have done. And my life has been serendipitous and I've just sort of totally. rode the wave, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. God is 
good. Yeah, you're genuine, you're authentic. That's like kind of how this used to be a, this podcast used to be an Instagram live on my couch. And I think I told you, I didn't know that the news director at WTOP was watching every week. And then she yeah. just called me and was like, I want you to do a podcast. And I was like, well, is it going to be like, kind of like buttoned up? She's like, I want you to do what you're doing right now. Just do you. Yes. And we'll make it sound nice. <laughs> I was like, great. Like life happens. Like, isn't it so funny how like I was devastated one month, the next month I got like this amazing opportunity to join such a great team. So like, yeah. like every happens just as it should. Even when it's happening to you, it feels like shit, right? I, like <laughs> I was depressed and bulimic for 15 years and now I'm running a lifestyle brand helping oh. women find their best bodies and self-confidence. And if you had told me that when I was hunched over a toilet for 10 years, that I'm going to be helping women get healthy, but I had to go through that to be able to find what I'm supposed to be doing now. Like I never thought I would be doing this. My husband's retired and I stayed at home with our kids, but isn't it but, funny? Like it's not about your timing, it's like God's timing. Exactly. And, and I to say that's a blessing that you were able to stay home with your kids. Yes. Because home with Arabella for the first year and I, I stopped working. Yeah. I I went on maternity leave at QVC and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this human being mm -hmm. and nothing else in the universe matters. And yeah. I will never work. I want to stay with this child. And, you know, thankfully I was able to do that. And I cherish, I cherish, cherish, cherish the time that I had with her, like full time, one-on-one -on -one, to watch her grow and develop and mm -hmm. experience the world. I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, and at the same time, you know, super excited that she's independent and now right. I can get what I love and, you know, getting Stacy back and not mama back. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny that you said that you were just going to stay at home and nothing else mattered. Like, that's what I, my, he says, I, I pitched that to my husband. I was like, I just want to be a mom. And he's like, you have a show now. And there's no way I could have seen it coming, but I do love this outlet and talking to women like you and hopefully like providing some kind of entertainment, some motivation for the moms that are stuck at home during yes. this time. And this, it was kind of born that way. And I do like it. And I, I really didn't think I would, I wanted to do anything else, but be a mom but I needed something else for me. And I'm still struggling, balancing it all, but I do want yeah. to make this work. Right. So. Yeah. But like, aren't we so blessed to be able to work and just be ourselves? Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yes. Blessing, I think, to be just authentic and be who you are and be received, to have someone receive that and to see to you utilize that as a profession. A hundred percent. You know, You're right. Real. I need to look at that like that more often. I wanted to talk about, obviously you're in fantastic shape and now the yoga thing is making sense. Um, did you ever have a time, I know you read my book and I talked about yes. my struggles with depression, body image, eating disorders. Were you always like this confident of a person? Did you have a time where you struggled with any of the body image mess that some women have to go through to be like become the woman that you are now? Um, well, first let me preface this by saying right now I struggle with finding time on my mat because of the schedule that I just relayed to you and mm -hmm. having uh, only a certain amount of hours in the day to spend with Arabella and my husband. And sometimes, you know, yoga is going to lose. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I struggle with finding my, my, my time to practice now. Um, but I, you know, I, I just, I, I have to be honest once, when I had Arabella, before I had Arabella, I practiced throughout my pregnancy, mm -hmm. even when I got too big and there were certain things that I couldn't do because I, you know, heaven forbid, didn't want to harm the baby or, sure. you know, I away from twists or what have you. Even then I would just sit on my mat and I would just, you know, just to, to spend time on my mat with her in, in my, in my body, I would just take that time on the mat and close my eyes and just enjoy being there. Mm -hmm. Um, that I, I practiced throughout my pregnancy when she was born. Um, I didn't, you know, get back to a vigorous vinyasa practice, but I just spent time on my mat. I remember she was three months old and, you know, I was like, Oh my goodness, three months, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. looking the way I used to look. And, <laughs> You know, my priority is everything is about her, but I would just sit on the mat and say, you know, I can't, you know, do an hour practice, but I can sit here with her and like do a little flow and she would just be on her back on my mat. I'm not even kidding. Uh, on her back on my mat. And I would just enjoy doing what I could do 
with her. So I'm saying all that to say, I think that, um, you know, I struggled like every woman struggles trying to get back to who you were, mm -hmm. body, mind, and spirit before you got pregnant and had a baby, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to want to sort of get back to that person. And it was, it, it, it was a struggle. However, having an outlet like yoga helped yep. me in that struggle. So I hope for other women who are, you know, who have just given birth or maybe they find themselves in a rut. I, I don't know what that is, but I want them to have that thing, whether yep. it's, you know, not going to a, a, to a spin class and competing with 20 other women in the room, but getting on the bike and just riding and mm -hmm. listen to your favorite tune or something. Or if it's taking a walk with the dog, have your thing where you just move and you have some time to yourself or with your child, but you got to have your thing. So for yes. me, it was yoga. For someone else, you know, I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's lifting. Maybe, you yeah. know, it's, um, jazzercise. I don't know. I'm just An saying, outlet. Something to get for away you. <laughs> for right. you. And it makes you, like you said, like sometimes there's no time for yoga because you have all those other things. You almost need, that needs to be the thing that you do make time for because don't you feel like when you come back to Arabella, like you're clearer Happy. and yes like yes. i didn't work out today Gosh, who yeah. are you <laughs> yes because it's not just all the physical benefits like people are like well, i don't know if i want to start working out yes there's physical benefits and you can lose weight but i just feel anxious like today specifically i didn't work out and i can feel it like i feel more i can come back to my kids like decompress a little bit go I, for me it's running like if i go for a run i can listen to my music and just go away for a little bit i am such a better locked in mom than i was yeah before. Cause I'm like, I didn't get a workout and it just, it's more like a spiritual thing for me. And I feel like it makes when some people are like, Oh, you're going to the gym. Like you got a sitter. It's not making me a worse mom to go to the gym. It's, it's making me a better mom. And I, that stigma that women have like, well, no, I didn't work out. I'm, I'm with my kids. It, I need it to be a better mom to my kids. It is, it is a break. Mm -hmm. It is a break. And I don't care if you listen to music, if you think about what you're going to buy on Amazon, right. <laughs> it, matter. it is a break from the stress and the pressure that we all feel. I mean, don't we all want to, we just want to be a, we just want to be good moms. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's, there's pressure there. It's not just like roll out of bed and oh, I'm an amazing mom. Yeah. You, you got to be on your game. So that yoga for me or running for you, it's just a mental break. A hundred percent. No matter what you do, it, we just, we need that. Yes. I, yes, completely. And I, I, it's not like a vanity thing either. Like you're going to work out. Like I don't have, I don't have a nanny right now. I don't have a, that my, again, my kids aren't going to school. Like I don't have that time and I need just a second or I'm so like on edge with them and I don't, yes, I could get a nanny, but it's like, I feel like other women, like I definitely put pressure on myself. Like other women are getting this done and they're not, they don't have help. So it's like, I have to do it too. And I'm not going to get a nanny because I know a lot of people that are home with their kids and their work and they're doing all the things. And so I'm trying to do that, but I'm not measuring up. <laughs> I, I do that, but I do it with children. I'm like, okay. how are you struggling this bad? And you with have one kid. Yeah. Really, girl? You got yeah. one. Your friend has, you know, she has three. Kendall has two. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. Two. Like, and, I, and I feel, I, I find myself, I do that comparison all the time. Like, how can you be exhausted? Right. You don't even know what exhausted is. Like, I'm saying this, I go through this mental thing in my head. No. Right? I think, um, I don't, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. It doesn't matter what's on your plate. It is a constant struggle for every mom in that we want to do our best and we want to love our children and raise yeah. good things. And that in itself is stressful. And, 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 it, and with that comes pressure, even yeah. with a pandemic, I can't even tell you how long it took us, my husband and I, to make a decision about whether we were going to send Arabella back to school. That decision is so layered and so loaded with stress. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Because so I'm a, kind of a, the mindset, everything that her school is do doing, I can't ask for anything else. Like the precautions they're taking, like I, I told my husband, I was like, what are you waiting for? Like, what would it take? And he's like, COVID testing at the school. And I was like, well, I mean, the separate entrances, they don't share the playground. It, it's Montessori. Yeah, it, everything, the mass, Montessori, they all sh use the same works. If somebody uses a work- too. Yeah. So, yes. and I love, well, mine aren't right now. 
but okay. you know, they do their works, but right. as soon as someone touches it, that work is done for the day. Like I, and I was like, this is great. They're doing all the precautions. He's not there yet. And then I feel guilty because I can't get things done, like wishing that they went back to school. And then I'm like, it's a pandemic. I'm lucky that I can keep them home. It's just like, there's guilt on so many levels <laughs> and no decision is the right. You got to make the decision that's right for you. Right. And no matter what you decide, it's never going to be perfect. No. And people are right. going to be like, oh, you're, you're, you're right. Send your kids to school or, oh, you sent your kids to school. And it's like, everybody just worries about how some other mom is going to judge them for what they're doing. And I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of yeah. stress. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter how many kids you have. It doesn't matter your situation. There's just with motherhood comes pressure. That's all I'm saying. Pressure and mm -hmm. that you want to make the right decisions for your family. Totally. So we, we dealt with the pandemic situation. I also want to talk to you like the racial climate right now in the country. Um, both of us are in interracial marriages, have biracial child that we're going to have to have conversations with. Ours are the same age. I was hoping she was a little older so you could give me some insight here. But <laughs> I struggle with when to talk to my kids about things that maybe somebody could bring up about them. Like, for example, my, all my nieces and nephews are like blonde hair, blue eyes, my kids don't see a difference. They all play together. So I'm like, why am I going to point out that they have darker skin or different hair when they're so, they don't even see a difference. But then I think if I don't prepare them and some boy on the playground makes a comment and then they're not prepared to like have that conversation, like I don't know what is the right thing. And she's so like young right now and just innocent and doesn't see anything. So why would I put that on a four-year-old shoulders? Or, but am I being a bad mom for not preparing her if somebody else has that conversation with her? And she's like, what? Like, cause she's never even had that conversation with me. I was wondering, had you talked to your daughter about stuff? Has she had questions? Like, when do you think it's appropriate to like sit them down? Have you um, spoken to your daughter about uh, race? Have you, no. have you know the difference between black people and white people? Yes. And she's around my family just as much as she is uh, my husband's family. And she doesn't, it's like... She, I'm going to say she doesn't see it. She knows the difference. She has this, a black Barbie doll that she calls Pepe. She says Pepe. I know it's her black Barbie doll. Annie, the movie, like with the red hair, the original Annie. But then Quavenjane Wallace did a new Annie. Yeah. So she has seen both. And when it was like a year ago, she, I was, she said, I want to watch Annie. And I put on the original Annie. And she's like, no, the Pepe Annie. And I was like, okay, Pepe Annie. So she does see... And that's how I like realized I was like, Mark, she gets like, she wants pay, pay Annie. I know that the second Annie. Yeah. But I, um, I guess it's uncomfortable for me. And I don't want to put something on her that she's just not even thinking about yet. And for her to stress it, like your skin is different or, but what if someone else says it? And I didn't even talk to her about it. Yeah. I, you know, I have struggled as well. Um, you know, before, uh, the George Floyd murder. Yes. The protests that followed, yes, and um, the prevalence of the Black Lives Matter movement because mm -hmm. it was always there. But I feel like with the George sure. Floyd murder, you know, the movement got escalated. The, that yeah. it, yeah, everything's escalated. So before that, Arabella was very well aware that her dad was German and her mom was American. Right? Okay. She speaks German. We speak English and German at home. So she, wow. understands different. she understands the difference between Oma and Opa and grandma and grandpa. Okay. Um, she, you know, if she was, if she colored, if she was making a picture, of course she would make <laughs> a brown mama and a peach. Oh, see, we are not there yet. But we would just say, you know, we wouldn't even talk about it. It was just a given okay. that we look different, but yeah. mom's and dad is German. However, with the protests that um, came up and um, with things that were on television, um, not that we watch a lot, of, a lot of TV, but I think that, you know, we have to be aware that our children are going to be exposed to certain things and yeah. can't control everything that they see. And she would ask me why people were marching and what was that about? Okay. And the lesson, the lesson at that time was, you know, someone was hurt and he was hurt just because of the way that, he looks and you don't do that. That's not fair. We, we have to be kind to people. So people are upset and they're joining together because they are standing up for someone who was hurt just because he looks different. And we oh. don't people who look different 
in any other way than anybody else. We are all equal. What matters? It matters that you're kind. It doesn't matter what you look like. So that was the lesson then. Right. Okay. And recently we decided to, uh, <laughs> uh, extend this lesson and okay. we went black and white. Okay. okay. Did you bring it up or did she ask? No, I brought it up. Okay. And we had the conversation about, um, well, you know, do you know that Papa's white and Mama's black? And she said, "Well, no, you aren't. You're brown, and Papa's not. What are you, what are you talking about?" And I'm like, "No, well, it's just a way to say things. It's like a generalization, you know. So people that in general look like Papa are white people, and people that look like Mama and Grandma, there are black people. It doesn't. It's not really the color. It's just right. the generalization." And um, she's like, "Oh, okay." And like she's she was like, just oh. realizing, or. Yeah, she just, she did not understand the concept of black and white. She understood that we okay. were different. German, I think that's where we're at. But black and white people, she was like, whoa. Okay. We had that conversation with her and she was very, she was very well received. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so I'm, uh, I said, so, you know, mommy is so excited because I am black and there's so many great things about being black. And Papa is so excited that he's German because there's so many great things about German. And I'm like, do you know how lucky you are? Right. Do you, do you understand, Arabella, that you are both? And she's mm -hmm. like, I am. I'm like, exactly. I know. Isn't that amazing? The greatest. Yeah, you're both and white and she's like i am yeah. and i'm like your hair like you have hair like mama but it's like the color of daddy's right i'm like you're a mixture so people call people who are black and white mixed so i just really just laid it out mm. in a very basic way and i chose to to concentrate on what is to be celebrated about yes. that you get and to be both like you're so what, lucky that you get to be both i didn't want to really focus on what separates us, but what is beautiful about what separate us, separating, yeah. that makes any sense. Well done, yes. She got it. So like, fast forward, I'm not even kidding. Fast forward to like- I was like, gonna say, is there follow-up? Did oh, she follow up? Oh yeah. <laughs> so a week later, uh, um, I'm, I, you know, I have this conversation, everything's good at home, and, but you know, she's telling everybody, anytime I'm on the phone, I am black and white, I am mixed, my mommy <laughs> is black. I mean, she was telling everybody. But a week later, I took her up from school and her um, teacher says to me, Stacy, 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 wait, 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 I gotta tell you something. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, and she said, you know, we were playing a game in class today and she was, she's in, um, she's not in kindergarten yet because she's only four. So mm -hmm. her class is actually split into two. So she's, it's a small bubble. So she's okay. in this bubble, six or seven kids. And uh, they were playing I Spy. And the teacher said, we were playing I Spy. And I said, okay, guys, I Spy with my little eye, something black. And she said, without a, Arabella raised her hand and she said, me. <laughs> and, and, and her teacher, God bless her, she said, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> you had had that conversation. She said, so the only thing I could think to say was, that's right, Arabella, and black is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I said to her, that was the best thing you could have ever said in that situation. Yeah. And saying that. But that she, the teacher perfect. said, I didn't know if you had that conversation. If she had said that to me, I would be like, we hadn't. So mm -hmm. that is why I didn't know four was too young. And my neighbors down the street, my, the mom was like, my kids, they've been playing with my kids, I mean, like a year. And they were like, they went to her, luckily not to my kids, and were like, mommy, or am I in Jace Black? And she's like, I was kind of cut off guard. And she was like, well, they're like, cause Miss Aaron's not. And they, she's like, I had the conversation with them, but had he not go to his mom and go to Maya and be like, are you black? She'd be like, what? Like, I would have like not had her prepared for that conversation. You have to prepare her. Yeah. And of course you have to prepare your children for, for this world, Aaron. Yeah, I know. World sees color. You know, God bless people that say we live in a, we don't see color in our house. Right. We just love everybody, but that is not the reality of the world. And you don't want the world, meaning another child or an adult to say something that will jar her and scare yes. her, make her doubt how beautiful she is. Right. And that the only reservation I had in not saying it is because 
I don't want to point out you're different than your cousins. Like when she doesn't see it yet and make her feel almost like. No, point out why it's beautiful. Okay, right, right, right. Well, not to separate her, but point out why it's so special. Yeah. And everybody's different. Everybody has different. Nobody's the same. Like just saying like, yeah, you don't look like your cousins, but mommy doesn't look like daddy. No two people look the same. And like you said, you get to be both and that's should be celebrated and make her excited about that. I guess I'm just having anxiety about the conversation. And I wondered if she was, if she's not asking me, why would I point it out and make it something that she's like, oh, but you're explaining why I need to. Yeah. It's a celebration. It really is a celebration. And, and when you put that in your child's mind, even if somebody comes at them with something that is racist or mean or ignorant, mm-hmm. she's going to have that pride and she'll be okay in that situation, right? right. She'll, she'll be armed. Totally. Yes. I have to arm her. Yes. How did you um, meet your husband? Girl, <laughs> I picked him up. Okay. On a, plane. <laughs> On a plane? I'm not even kidding. Were you seated next to him? I was, okay. So, um, my, uh, unfortunately my father passed away. I'm sorry. I'm thank you. I was living in Chicago, but my mom was in Detroit. My family is from Detroit, Michigan. So after his funeral, my mom and I said, you know what, we need to have a girl's trip. Let's go somewhere together and just enjoy one another and, you know, have some happiness together. So I said, I'll meet, let's, let's meet Miami because apparently that's what mother and daughters. That's what you do. (laughs) I don't even know how that came about, but we're like, let's meet Miami. So we met in Miami. We had a wonderful week together. And on the way home, we were on like this 6 a.m. flight. And of course, you know, I was recovering. I had a (laughs) hat on and no makeup. I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I taking the 6 a.m. flight? And um, so I was flying with my mom back to Detroit because I wanted to make sure she was okay. So I was going to go back to Detroit, stay a couple days, and then fly to Chicago. So I'm on a flight from Miami to Detroit. My mom is sitting by the window. I'm sitting in the middle seat. The aisle seat is empty. I'm sitting on the, on the, on the plane. I'm exhausted. Cowboy hat on. I'm, it's not a good look, okay? And I, I see this, you know, six foot four, tall, <laughs> European looking man with blonde hair, blue eyes, a hunk of a man, okay? Uh-huh. And I just, I, lit, I like lift my hat and I look him up and down and I'm like, well, clearly you're not from Detroit. <laughs> and he's like, ha ha ha, I'm actually from Germany. And I'm like, Germany, like, what are you doing on this flight? Yeah. And he's, is this seat open? Do you mind if I sit down? Oh my God. <laughs> he sat in the seat and he never got up. Oh, and, and how many years ago? How long have you been together? Um, we have been together. Let me get this together. <laughs> we have been together 15 years. We've been married 13 years. So my husband and I have been together also 15 years, 2005. <laughs> I know, but only married five. We dated 10 years before we got married and we got married five years ago. Um, that is, oh early. Gosh. I know we have so much in common. We so have- wait, so then you meet him and you move to Germany. No, no. So I, 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 he, I, he got my number and I said, you know, I'm in Detroit for two days. I'll have a drink with you, whatever. We had a drink. It was great. And he said, okay, so now you're going back to Chicago. Well, how, how can I drive there? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so drive like for a few months, he would drive to Chicago on the weekends and because uh, he was in Detroit, Detroit right just for a short amount of time, um, meaning like months. So he would drive every weekend and take me out. Like on the Aww. weekend, we'd just drive to Chicago. We'd spend a couple days together and he would drive back to Detroit and he would work and I would go on with my life in Chicago. And to make a long story short, um, there came the time when it was time for him to go back to Germany because he was German. And he said, you know, I, I can't go without you. So like done yeah and wait so then what you were you are doing yoga and everything there so you were like i can do that there yes so i, I moved to germany um wow. he proposed okay and Good. i rocked my life and went to europe oh my god that's such a cool story i got goosebumps crazy girl what are you doing you've only yeah. known him you know for seven eight months but i knew he was the one yeah. so we we moved to germany uh we we got married there. Uh, we were there for uh, just a couple of years and then we came here. Can I ask about how it is in Germany? Like, is it just kind of normal to like have an interracial couple in Germany? Is it received better there? Like I grew uh, up in the Midwest. 
And I didn't know if like, was Germany not as accepting? <laughs> no. Okay. I can see. It, it dep- okay. It depends on where you are. Of course, if you're in Munich or Berlin, you know, it's, it's nothing to see. An like, a melt- like DC. It's a melting yeah. pot. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. Um, but you know, my, my husband is from a small village outside of a major city in Germany. So, you know, to this day, I'll be outside his parents' house, you know, talking to his mom and dad and Bella's, you know, running in the front lawn and, you know, people will drive by, you know, they drive by and you got that look where your head is still, you know, locked on the person, even though you've driven forward, people still be in that way. Um, but, you know, I, I have to be honest, with that said, um, he's from a very small village of like 1,500 people. They still wow. have cobblestone streets and castles in his village. Oh, my village. God. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy cute. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, um, our families blended uh, just beautifully, and I never wow. had problems um, regarding race, <clears throat> even though we were so different. Um, yeah, our families, we love each other and we, we, we never had any problems, but yeah, I mean, it depends on where you are in Germany to answer your question. If you're in a major city, it's nothing. If you're in a small town, you know, you will be like, you know, why are people staring? Do I have lipstick on my teeth? Like what's going on? Because you forget because you've been together for so long. Like same with my husband and I, we went, um, we took my daughter or my kids to Sesame place and like small town in Pennsylvania. And we're just out to dinner, like an Applebee's or something. We were, hadn't even made it there. We, we stopped. And a cu- an older couple was seated at a table before we went and sat down. It's like me, my husband, and my kids. And I see them say something to the waitress and then leave. And I thought they left. But then I look and they moved seats. Like they didn't want to. And I, first of all, because I'm just so used to, I don't even think about it because I've been with them for so long. But mm-hmm. I was like, and Marcus is like, don't let it. Why is that bothering you? And it was so like, it does still bother me. It's so blatant. Like you have to move. And he's like, it's just, you know, we were in a small town, like in Delaware, outside of Pennsylvania. Oh my and God. It, yeah. And I, it, he's like, why are you still talking about it? And I wish it didn't bother me. Or if my kids like kind of picked up on that. Yeah. Just, I mean, but, that's a reality all the time. I know. Right. And that's how it used to be. A lot of us all the time. Yeah. It's just, you know, you know what happens, you know, we haven't had any horrible experiences in, in, in Germany or, or, you know, I, we haven't had anything, you know, negative happen here. But I think what's really funny, it's just like a standing joke. Um, I love to travel. My husband loves to travel. We've been all over the world together. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, it just, now that we have Arabella, it just never fails. It never ceases to amaze me how if we're traveling through an airport and we're going through lines, you know, if Timo goes first, oh you God. know, you can count on someone saying one second, ma'am. And I'm like, <laughs> No, he belongs to me. He, Stacy, that happened. I wrote about that. Yes. What? They closed it. I they waved me and my daughter in the um, stroller, and then they closed it on him. And he's like, "That's my family." And they were yeah. like, "Oh, that happened to me." Yes, that happens to us all the time. It's priceless, and we just laugh about it now. You know, he's like, "Nope, that's that's my daughter. <laughs> I, I know curly hair. She's mine. Give her yeah, to me." Yeah. Wow. Always get separated when we travel. It's really funny. We Dang laugh about it. You can't be. I mean, is it wrong that we laugh about it? I just I can't. No, I wish I was that way. I need to be less really? like taken so seriously and t- be like offended personally, like feel personally attacked. But that exact thing happened. They waved us through, closed it. He's like, "That's my family." They're like, "Oh, I mean, I didn't think they were doing it like maliciously." She was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Um, how do you? You have like no time getting up at two o'clock in the morning, you make time for yoga and your daughter and you go to bed at seven. How do you keep your marriage? Like when you talk about your husband, I can see like how in love with him you are after fi- like 13 years of marriage and this pandemic, like being quarantined together. Like what is your advice for like trying to put your marriage first? Cause I know that that's, you're supposed to be that your husband's supposed to be before your child. I have, I have, I struggle with that. For the two, I have to be honest with you because the time you know, the work week is crazy for the both of us and Arabella's in school, okay? So we, we all are thinking about and doing other things. And when the weekend comes, I have to be honest with you, Erin, the priority is to make the most of the weekend with Arabella, right? Yeah. You know, the pumpkin patch or, yeah. you know, the Easter bunny or we, you got to see Disney, whatever it is. It's yep. like the priority is on family when you have children. It's just the truth. It's not like priority on date night. It's like, no, no. 
I have two days where I'm not working. I'm going to spend that doing something enjoyable with my child and us as a unit. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I really don't have an answer to that because I have to be honest with the, with the onset of the pandemic, the focus has been on our unit. It's like, 100%. thank you, God, we are healthy. We are together. We aren't struggling in any way. We are blessed. Everything is good. We are both employed, yeah. you know, let's just hunker down and love each other. You know, I, just last week weekend, I had the opportunity for a date night and I they, saw that you brought her. <laughs> I, see what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. So, you know, you know, maybe your next guest can tell, tell me, give me I have it. So I, right. I can tell you because I obviously I had to ask, I didn't have this information, but two guests in a row told me the same thing that I was kind of like, so both of them, Johnny Damon, the baseball player, I had him on with his wife. They have six kids oh. and they are, um, I met them through my sister and her husband. And so I've been around them a few times and they're just like, so in tune with each other, like affectionate. And I, when I had them on, I was like, I need to know you have six kids. How do you like, how are you still like in love and all this? And they're like, you're not going to like it. Like people aren't going to want to hear this, but his wife said at first, she's like, he's first. And he puts me first. She's like, the kids are second. And she's like, it's not like a popular thing to say, but any marriage retreat you go to, it's like your spouse should be number one. And you should set this example for your kids, like a strong, sturdy marriage or relationship that they can see. And so she said that, and I see how in love with, with each other they are. They always make time to take trips on their own. And then the next week I have somebody else on, she's been married 14 years. And I was like, I'm struggling even finding time for my husband because with a four and a two year old, they're on me all day. And when this is over and it's night and they go to bed, it's like, if your name is not Bravo or Cabernet, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to sit and be quiet and have nobody talk to me, which is the wrong thing to do. Cause that's when I could spend time with my husband. And she was like, I get it. But, and again, not knowing that I had already had the conversation, she's like, as hard as it is, because obviously your kids are first, like, cause you are the caretaker for them. But she's like, I put my husband first. And as soon as she said, I was like, God, like all these marriages, they're like, she goes, if he wow. is good. And cause she goes, if him and I are not on the same page, nothing else is going to work. And she's like, we work every day. We choose to put the other one first. And she's like, he does the same thing to me. And she's like, we didn't even get to this place until they were 10 years, like married 10 years. And they went to marriage retreats and all the therapy, all the couples counseling is you put your spouse first and the kids second. And it's so hard to do two people. And they are in love, very in love and in tune with each other. And they're like, well, he's first, not the kids. Like, okay. But don't you think like, I understand that, but I also think that I am setting an example for my daughter in those private family moments, you know, on Saturdays, like Saturdays, I, you, I will never, never schedule anything on a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. That is the yeah. day where we sleep in, you know, we are going to be in our pajamas for the morning. I really try to cherish that time. And there are so many Saturday mornings where my husband and I wake up, Bella's in the bed with us. We're yep. laughing, we're cuddling Aww. together dog is there to me, like, aren't those moments so yes. important for her? Yes. Um, but as I say that, I'm sure my husband would probably appreciate if Arabella and Denzel were not in the <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, but does your husband love it? Like, does he feel like he's missing out on like one-on-one -on -one time with you? I'll be like, Arabella, you're back. Hey, <laughs> nice yeah. to see you. <laughs> I'm keeping it real with you. I, no, I, I know. I'm totally being honest with you and you know it. I know. I want that. I, that's what I want this to be. Like for any person listening that is like, I've lost the connection with my husband or I don't know when, and she also said this, and both of ours are four, our oldest. She said when her youngest, she had three kids, when her youngest turned five, she's like, there was a shift and it was like, she was more independent and they could kind of sneak away. And she's like, because before that, like, I have to worry about my son's safety. Like he's on top of the refrigerator. Like I, if I'm not looking at him, oh. so she's like, when they five was like the milestone. And when that's when they kind of got their connection back, not that you've lost yours, but like they really could be back in tune with each other because the kids were all kind of self-sufficient. So when I was, she was like, how old are your kids? And I was like, two and four. She's like, oh, she's like, this sucks. This time is the hardest. And it's like, when we're struggling, I'm always like, this time is the hardest. Wait till they're five. Like it's going to lift all. <laughs> we're going to be more in tune and back together. I don't yeah. know. I, honestly, I'm just like, 
the, the focus for us is always on the unit. And I know I can yeah. speak for moms out there. And I, um, I would love to have a date night like every weekend, but that's, that's just not the reality. It's yeah. not the, and you know, we do, we do try to, um, you know, you take the, the time, you know, it was just so funny when you said Bravo and uh, Kevin, yeah. mm-hmm. we do try to, you know, put her to bed and say, okay, let's watch something together and, you know, let's veg out together on the couch and watch something. But or, then you go to bed at seven. What time does he go to bed? <laughs> there's also this joke in my house like, oh yeah, we're going to put Bella to bed and we're going to watch Saturday Night Live. Then you go we to sleep. ever <laughs> make it. No. Ever. I know. I, I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, okay, let's find out who was on and like <laughs> how funny it was. Because right. I never make it because we're I exhausted. I know. We're exhausted. Sleep is like all, if I could go to bed earlier and I know I should take that time because it's the only time I have to myself during the day. I, I have trouble getting up early. I know if I got up earlier than them, I would have an hour, but they come in my bed and I, so I don't sleep well. So I haven't been doing that. So once I go to bed, if I want any time to myself because they're home with me all day, it's at night, but then I'm so tired. And it's like, do you get an extra hour of sleep or do you get, take some time to yourself and like watch a show and just kind of like relax yeah. a little bit, decompress before it's like morning again, Groundhog Day and uh, it's, they're back. <laughs> Not that I don't love my kids. But I just feel like, and then my poor husband, like, I don't have anything left, Stacey, at the end of the day. And I know I catch myself telling you this, who wakes up at two o'clock in the morning, does the, does a show, about to have two shows, picks up your daughter and is like killing it. And I'm at home looking like a homeless person. And I can't, I, at the end of the day, I have nothing left for him. And I hate that. But I'm just like, if he said, you want to watch a show, I, I would rather just be quiet and like watch my show. And I- right hate that, but that's where I'm at right now. And I'm hoping it's because my kids are so small and needy during the yeah. I still have one in diapers. Like they need me all day. Of course. So do you, have, do you guys have family in the area? My, Marcus actually retired with the Redskins and has been in the area since like 10 years ago. So okay. near Alabama and Ohio, it's not even like they're oh. close. I know. And then oh my we'll, God. Yeah. And I could, I guess I could do this from anywhere. I, I'm sure we'll end up in the South, like closer to his family, like a little bit closer to mine at some point, but right now, nobody. Yeah, yeah I struggle in that way too, you know, now that, you know, because of the virus, my family is in Detroit, Timo's family is in Germany. Um, when we moved to this area, we didn't know anybody. We don't have any people here. Okay. So, you know, to be honest with you, there is a constant struggle, you know, even if we can have, we had a part-time nanny. I've never had a full-time nanny because I didn't okay. need same. Yeah. But we have a, we have part-time help, but there's even the concern of, is it really worth having someone in our home and us going out for dinner? Like, should we really have her over? You know, like there's so yeah. many, it's so loaded, not just going out for date night anymore. Right. Yeah. It's like someone has to come over. I got to coordinate that. And so, you know, I don't know. And now it's like, have they been COVID tested? Where have they been? Like, did they quarantine? Like there's so many, so yeah. Many is it even worth it? I don't have any family here, so I'm relying on people to help us. So again, those weekends are really just about us. And okay. like yeah, that's, you need to, girl, bring it together. We need okay. to have people on to help us find out. I'm help trying. us. I found out that if, when they turn five, everything gets easier. Right. <laughs> and like, she said it, so it better happen. Um, I always ask people, what's the best advice you ever got? And I know it's kind of hard. Does, does anything stick out that you were like, wow, like, just in case somebody's struggling and you can bring some perspective or motivation? Um, I don't know if it's advice. I don't even know if it's like a quote or I don't know why I have this thought in my mm-hmm. brain, but I come to it a lot. Okay. Give me it. <laughs> a lot. Okay. And I'm paraphrasing. Maybe I read it and then I put it in my head another way, but I always think to myself when I'm feeling guilty about something that I did not accomplish, right? As a mom, if I, you know, if I didn't, if the balance wasn't right this week, or if I didn't read Bella, that second story, if our, you know, dinner sucked, you know, yeah. what? You're fe- I, like, you're coming up short. Right. I'm coming up short. I always say to myself, you know what, Stacy, you are a good mom and every day you're trying to be better every yeah. day you're trying to be better you're right or i'll be better 
You're doing the best you can. Good. Yeah. I am a good mother. And tomorrow, you know, I'll try to be better. That's what I need and to tell myself that. I say, you know what? I'm a good mom and every, you know, every day I try to be a better mom. All I, that's all I can do. I love it. That's what women need right. to tell themselves. Let that internal criticism go at some point. You have to say, you know, oh, this was, this was not that when you're laying in the bed at night and the day is done before you close your eyes, I say my prayers and I say, well, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. But you know what? Tomorrow I'll try. I'll try to be better. But today I know I'm a good person. I'm a good mind. My heart was in the right place. Maybe I'll be better tomorrow. We're all doing the best we can. The beautiful Stacy Rush, thank you so much for joining me. You can catch her every morning in the D.C. area on Good Morning Washington and on her brand new show, Let's Talk D.C. Thank you so much for joining me today. I was sipping on the sparkling margarita. It's the Tenteo Blanco. You can get it at tenteotequila.com and use Squats 10 for 10% off. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the Squats and Margaritas podcast wherever you get your podcasts and you'll never miss an episode. I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.